It's Friday. There's no real NBA, no NFL, barely any hockey. Fucking stupid hockey. <laughs> I shouldn't curse this early in the video, but there's nothing going on. So what are we going to do? Of course, we're going to draft another big board. My best ball draft number 14 streamed of the year. Let's go over to the screen. We got 10 seconds for we will be uh, not on the clock before the drafts will be starting. And of course, the big bird, a uh, big board, the big bird as well. Uh, 200k to first place in this one. Rookies, free agents, all that in play for this one. And of course, we're going to do the best we can to navigate it. And you guys saw the thumbnail. You guys saw the, well, I guess it's not the thumbnail, but you saw the headline on the video. I'm trying to go extreme zero RB today. I feel like the pocket's a little bit risky here, picking at pick eight. Hopefully, we'll have some wide receivers left. Hopefully, I don't have to reach uh, for Nico Collins. Like the chat has already speculated, uh, but it is a tough spot perhaps to get uh, the zero RB start I wanted. But we're going to go for it anyway. Uh, that is the promise of the video here. And we're going to be probably getting Puka Nakua is what we're going to be stuck with. Stuck with, I say lovingly. We love Puka here. Who could not love Puka? All right, there we go. Promo code is up. We are live. Also, we'll give the quick plug to Stochastic, too. Uh, Going to have the NASCAR Sims for them this weekend, so very excited for that. Uh, try that out. As I've mentioned, do think that uh, the NASCAR world, as I've seen with PGA, just putting in some half-assed lineups, uh, basically the 20 maxes every week. Uh, I really think it's very easy right now to make an, of you know a tidy profit. I don't know if you're going to be able to win it all. Definitely have to be able to massage the numbers, work the ownership for yourself and all of that. But I would say if you want to get in some Daytona 500 uh, lineups for this weekend, big tournaments, Millie Maker uh, for that one as well. There's no basketball. I'm not playing the all-star game. There's no football. So uh, that's what I would recommend. Uh, use 15% off there with the promo code SPLASH. Check the link in the description as well to get that for yourself. We're very excited about that. I think I've seen with MMA, uh, those guys really made a killing the first couple weeks the Sims were out for MMA because nobody has MMA Sims out there. Like it's a really uh, not diluted market composed, you know, compared to NFL, which we saw uh, compared to some of the other sports. So something to keep in mind for yourself if you are a true degenerate like I am. So Bijan would obviously be perfectly okay with him here, but we are a Puka Nakua household. As I speculated, he'd be the only wide receiver that comes back to our spots. So we are starting off with Puka and uh, we're going to make the big belief here that uh, I guess Matthew Stafford going to be great again. Some interesting quotes came out over the last 24 hours from uh, Zach Robinson, I guess, did an interview. The new Atlanta Falcons offensive coordinator, former Rams, the QB coach slash passing game coordinator. Uh, but he now is going to be running that Atlanta offense. And he basically said that if, if God came down to earth and wanted to throw, uh, he would make himself throw like Matthew Stafford. And I think that's a really aggressive comp. So, you know, for Puka, that's the risk is that Matthew Stafford, another year, you know, last year came into the season. Part of the reason I faded him, which ended up not being a great take, even though you know he himself didn't have the biggest fantasy football upside week to week. Uh, but, you know, the back injury scared me off. The age combined with the back injury scared me off. A lack of protection that we saw with that Rams offensive line also scared me off. And I really think they solved a lot of those issues this year. So um, hopefully he can keep it going for one more year. But, uh, you know, you never know. So Kyron Williams goes ahead. Marvin Harrison gone as well. So now I fucking, I really do not enjoy this. I want to go extreme zero RB. I made the pledge in the video title and I have to reach for Rasheed Rice. One of my least favorite plays in this range or Brandon Ayuk, I suppose. Brandon Ayuk at pick 17 feels repulsive, but he could have a shot to move to a better situation. Obviously the Niners situation still be fine enough to, uh, but a chance here that he's going to do something that could lead to an upgrade. And I don't know. I, if he goes back to the Niners, I guess the way that it could get better for him is just him being force-fed more targets. Uh, maybe a little bit of a contract-based uh, motivation for that because of him getting paid handsomely this offseason, potentially. Um, and if he goes somewhere else, obviously, then he's going to probably be being paid like an alpha target earner and should be expected to be getting, you know, nine, 10 targets a game. So those are the two outs for Brandon Ayuk. Obviously, don't think it's the most likely that he gets traded or, or, or forced to trade, rather, but... 
Uh, you don't know. The Niners seem like the kind of team that I guess it wouldn't shock me. Man, the PGA streets again. Yes, currently have about three or four in the top 1,000 in uh, whatever the, the birdie is on DraftKings. So not doing the best ball for PGA, but just doing the uh, PGA DFS. And I did that, uh, what is that, Wednesday night? Uh, basically things that I could play on off times, what I've been playing lately. Did have a really nice night in NBA yesterday. Aggressively used the uh, Stochastic NBA Sims tool and also the Late Swap tool because it was only three games and had like nicely spaced intervals. Just kind of kept updating lineups throughout the day and um, unfortunately made myself less heavy on Zaire Williams yesterday. I would still have double the field on him. So uh, I've been trying to be a little bit less aggressive with my NBA play. Cause like back in the day, I used to go 80%, 90% on guys pretty regularly. If my projections kind of highlighted them as being outlier players. And now I've realized with how the Sims are and with how sharp NBA is, I don't think I can play that way anymore. Um, so kind of one of the lessons I've been talking about, which not playing daily. It's like, I feel like I'm, I'm not, it shouldn't be pressing my advantage that much. Cause the Sims tool allows you to not do that. Um, at least as blindly. Skipping rice every draft, what can go wrong? I mean, look, uh, we've we've gotten on this road before uh, with fellow Christophers where I go head-to-head -head with you guys and I emerge victoriously. Of course, the other Christopher gave me a $20 super chat now that he's homeless for all the takes that he got wrong against me. Um, but I will say that for she rice, I just think he's mispriced. Um, and I think that price tag will come down over the course of the offseason. At a certain point, I'll probably take him, but I agnostically prefer Ayuk more and I'm going to take the guy I prefer more. Uh, but, you know, like if Ayuk were gone there, I still probably would prefer Diggs. I would take Rasheed over Debo, I guess. So um, that's the one way you could have gotten me to take him, but I'm just not that high in him. I, I don't know. I really don't think it's going to go wrong, though. Like, no respect to Rasheed Rice. I don't think he's going to be like a 150-yard receiver getting 10 receptions. Like, I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to make you regret it personally, but who, who knows? Like, I think it's Hank Dell is more likely to make you regret it, I mean, at least on a game-to-game -game basis than Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice, you're like, cool, like, He's going to give me some sick 20-point games here and there. Um, honestly, in that respect, he's kind of like Brandon Ayuk, but you know, I think Ayuk's talent's a little bit higher. <laughs> Lake Coram should be your first running back. I mean, that would mean I wouldn't be drafting a running back until the 150s, right, based on how it's going now. Take it Rashi over MHJ. I don't get the hate. Oof. It's not hate, man. It's just that, A, you know, if the Chiefs don't upgrade their receiver core, they're doing themselves with a service. And really anybody coming in here, whether it be a rookie who they get at the end of the first round, maybe, you know, second round, probably going to be a little bit better than Rashi Rice in terms of the athletic profile. Um, but also it's just that, like, he's just overpriced for the fact that they're going to make an improvement there. Uh, we have Pittman on the board. Obviously, that would make us live for AR, which I wouldn't hate. Uh, Malik Neighbors, I do think, has a little bit more juice than Pittman, but the ADP is. Six away. Pittman also a free agent. We don't know where he's going to go necessarily, though. Very likely back to Indianapolis. Oh, I really like neighbors. I really like neighbors. But you know what? I mean, we're going to do extreme zero RB build. We'll get Pittman here. We'll keep ourselves live for AR. Though AR, we have to take AR at 41. So I don't know if that'll happen. That's a tough one, man. I kind of think neighbors... Neighbors hasn't proven anything in the pros, but think in terms of the upside, in terms of the spike weeks per game. We talked about Neighbors yesterday, deep ball passing, um, just so elite at that. Uh, best receiver in the rookie class coming in with a 1.6 EPA on throws of 20 plus air yards. Uh, so for me, I have a real pain not taking Neighbors in that spot because I think he can go anywhere and really do something nuts. All right, we're going to see where we're coming up here. Nick, I see your chats. I'll rebut you in a moment here, but focused on the game again, big run of wide receivers here. So making it hard on us to go zero RB and actually get guys. We like, oof. I mean, I guess I'm glad I didn't reach for neighbors. Cause at least I got value on MHJ there. Um, this would be a logical spot to go Pacheco 
maybe Kelsey, but I look, man, pot committed. Zay flowers. Stop tuning up ladies. Zay flowers. <laughs> and let's get you on the right track here. Team so far through four rounds, Puka Nakua, Brandon, Ayuk, Michael Pittman and Zay flowers. There we go. Pittman feels underpriced. Maybe. I don't know. I think he's kind of appropriately priced. I feel like he and Keenan Allen, like he's kind of a worse player than Keenan Allen, but much younger. Um, so I think that's to me feels about right for those two. I think Michael Pittman's appropriately priced. Like, I think if anything, you can maybe say he should be ahead of Waddle. Um, but him being behind Evans, I think is probably right. I don't know. Say she is more of a price than MHJ is a crazy take. So it's not a crazy take given that MHJ is going to come in with elite draft capital and going to be treated, you know, like you have to pay a really premium price tag for him and make him an immediate part of your offensive game plan. For Rasheed Rice, I think that the Chiefs have failed if they are going to make Rasheed Rice a bigger part of their game plan next year because they should be bringing somebody in who's going to be better than him. And that's going to make Rasheed Rice probably get less attention and all of that. But the upside is not high enough, like, for Diggs, like Diggs can, you know, he's probably going to be back in Buffalo, but he could go somewhere else and be an alpha tar target earner again with a fresh cone of paint and probably a reinvigorated whatever. Um, Brandon Ayuk is one of the top receivers in football. Like Rasheed Rice is, uh, I think, a good receiver, but he's not anywhere close to Brandon Ayuk's talent level. Uh, Debo Samuel obviously adds the value in the run game stuff and the short game stuff as well. Uh, you know, like I think that Rasheed Rice to me is just getting priced because of a role that he might not have. And that's ultimately a thing that I warn about a lot in this channel. And Nick, you could feel differently, but that's how I feel. So <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think it's sunny with this stuff too. Like um, I, I replied to one tweet from our pal, Eric Eager, who I believe has been on the show, was on the first year of Splash Play that Pete and I did. Um, now over at uh, Sumer Sports, great site. Of course, we've used for some of our data uh, we talk about. Um, but I think with... Uh, you know, with what we were talking about with that, basically I was replying to a tweet about him asking like, what's the difference between Jaden Daniels and Drake may. And I gave my usual spiel there. Like Jaden Daniels to me is the best prospect in this class probably. And of course I'm in the bag always for USC guys, but I think in some respects, he's a better prospect uh, than Caleb Williams because of the rushing ability and the athleticism and all of that, but gave a reply. And then after I gave my reply, just, you know, again, Jaden Daniels, better downfield thrower, hireable catchable ball rate, better rusher, better than Drake May, and basically every facet, especially for fantasy is going to matter for us, but also for like what a modern QB is. He's better than Drake May in my eyes. So then I have to get the replies from people that are going like, oh man, like you, like Anthony Richardson. And actually one guy in particular, uh, this is why it stands out so much for me, is because like one guy in particular replied to me, and I remember him replying to me last year about shig on AR. And then because I compared Jaden Daniels to AR and CJ Stroud, the guy was like, Oh man, like he doesn't have the avoided sack rate of AR. It's like you were fucking shitting on AR last, but now that AR proved that he's good, you're now the guy who's like going, ah, this guy's not as good as AR. And I think that's where we are in the analysis point of things for a lot of these guys. <laughs> and uh, I just don't enjoy it. Because <laughs> like you guys know, like I do my research and then obviously I'm willing to pivot like Roman Wilson. I think I've pivoted on a little bit. I've seen enough credible things saying that I can go there. But a lot of these guys that are coming in now, it's like we're now in the time of like, Guys who watched SCC games and then think that taught him everything. And these same guys last were going, AR can't throw. Like I had him. He can't throw. And look, look who we have on the board. Beautiful. A beautiful share of Anthony Richardson. You know what that means on this stream, guys. We put on the jersey. We put on the AR jersey. We add more clothes on. We get less naked by the day. <laughs> Here we go. Second time this week, putting on the AR jersey. Feels good. Spags feels restrained the same. I expect more yelling. No, I demand it. I, I'm not going to yell at Nick. Nick's a regular here. Guys who are not regulars who come in and then, again, do that same, like, I watch SEC games. I Like, those are the guys I hate. Like, if you want to know my, my trigger button, like, that's it. Because 
look, I, I get you. You know your college football stuff. I don't. I watched USC. That's it. Like I watch USC and I watch the big games. That's for the most part what I'm doing. But I have the best data in the world, like Sports Evo Solutions data. I'm very lucky to get from them as my, a comp for my days for football outsiders. It has changed my process and really enhanced the way that I view football. And as you guys could hopefully tell, if you are a longer term splash play viewer, it has improved my ability to analyze guys and pick who's going to break out and who's not going to do that stuff. So. Um, you know, like I think when we now are in the meathead portion of people's uh, draft analysis and I'm like, you know, uh, I, I don't kind of don't care about people's opinions <laughs> that much is the main thing. But Marvin Harrison, point being, is going to be great no matter what. He's going to go somewhere. He's going to be great. So Rasheed Rice, best outcome is that they keep things exactly the same. I don't think it's going to happen. All right. Can we go extreme zero RB enough at this point? A one zero four zero. Kincaid Kittle at tight end. Chris Godwin not doing it for me. Do think, Brian, uh, that DeAndre Hopkins could work. Brian Thomas, also not a bad pick, but probably not a pick 65. That we're kind of getting avalanched here, honestly. I am going to take Hopkins. I think Hopkins is undervalued right now. I think this is going to be a transitional offense this year that is going to be a lot better immediately than the Tennessee offense has been for years. Um, really believe a lot in what they're going to bring over from Cincinnati and that offense as well as the hires they've made so far. Talked enough about Brian Callahan, but they think they're going to run the ball efficiently, but then also really force feed targets to Hopkins um, in an aggressive way outside. So I like Hopkins at this point. And again, just mix of young wide receivers, veteran wide receivers. Hopkins definitely the wrong side age-wise, but I like him better than Chris Godwin. Extreme is top seven picks, no RB at least. All right. Well, we're through round six, so we're, we can keep it going. Maybe get a tight end here. would look pretty good. Who got Josh Allen and Mahomes? Somebody did that? Oh, yeah. Freeze plug here. Tyreek Hill, Josh Allen, Chris Olave, Pacheco, and Mahomes. I mean, he's got some correlation. Obviously, we've talked on the stream quite a bit. Uh, I think in this particular year, ADP-wise so far, uh, very feels very bad to take two deviations at wide receiver through the first five rounds, um, let alone, you know, three through the first six. So freeze plug going to end up with some gross picks of wide receiver. The bailout, if you do do that way, is going to be probably trying to take flyers on guys that are free agents. Uh, Mike Williams, we've talked about in the hundreds, I think obviously a risk coming off the ACL tear for the kind of receiver he is, but going to go somewhere in free agency or come back to the Chargers and get a hopefully uh, probably not a renewed outlook in a Greg Roman offense, but still, um, and then Tyler Lockett, I think in the 100s, kind of a bailout if you do get a build like freeze plug here where he is he is deliberately not taking receivers in a way that is not going to end well, I think. Trying zero from the 11 and pass on the Aaron Jones pocket. What could go wrong? There you go. Look, there's pockets. I feel like people really get down in certain pockets of drafts. They're all going to move around. And ultimately, you know, we just don't know at this point. I don't want to do the, the other people's catchphrase, but we just don't know how things are going to go over the course of the next few months of ADP is moving around. So there could be somebody in the pockets that you think are gross that might end up bubbling up. And I would try to view it optimistically where if you're taking a guy, you're making the, the positive side of the bet. If you're not taking a guy, uh, you're making the negative side of the bet. So here we're making a real positive bet on DeAndre Hopkins and a positive bet on AR and Michael Pittman, which I have no issue with. And also, you know, the sub bet is that AR can outperform Matthew Stafford and Brock Purdy and Lamar uh, as other guys would be with this stack, but I'm okay with that. We never let Spag slide, especially in the big board a week after the Super Bowl. Now is when we go structure over substance. Okay. I respect that. Always a... A structure over. I feel like structure and substance would go hand in hand. 
Stream Zero feels like it always ends up with Najee. What could go wrong? Look, I I don't want to give the gross takes, but Najee undervalued. And despite the Arthur Smith of it all, Pittsburgh still undervalued as an entire core team, just because of the fact that everybody is so grossed out by the Arthur Smith thing. That'll probably be the case this entire offseason. So they might get cheaper, which is the one reason to not, I guess, draft Pittsburgh right now. Um, crazy to see Brock Bowers go ahead of George Kittle. I know that Kittle's getting older. Um, this guy taking Kittle without any correlation as well. But Kittle, to me, if you have one of the Niners and you might be able to get Purdy, I would take Kittle if he's going at 75. People really hated his mic'd up for the Super Bowl. I don't know if you guys have seen that on social media. But uh, he really, I guess, like, people didn't like him making jokes and, like, being kind of, you know, talking trash during the game, and then they lost. So all the Chief fans are like, oh, but he lost. Like, who cares, man? He's having fun out there. Kittle, like, uh, obviously, I'm going to be pretty biased towards Kittle, as we talked about the show many times. The only NFL player that I'm aware of who follows me from my Barstool days where he submitted screenshots uh, to my eponymous. I don't know what that (laughs) There's a word that I wanted to say there, but I do not know how to say out loud. Um, Tinder blog back in the day. Uh, But he's, uh, he's a lovely human being who I think people should be nice to. 1050. I guess uh Consigliere did say I couldn't draft a running back again, but we are now this is there's nothing here, huh? <laughs> uh some talk of Ramondre wanting to be a featured back in New England has come out in reports that he gave a quote this week. Uh not that that matters, but uh the one thing that was interesting about that, I think it was a Roto World blurb I saw this morning. Uh, Ramondre gave that quote, and then they did say like Ezekiel Elliott not likely to be back, which Obviously, you know, he is, he was on a one-year deal. So I guess you could make that the assumption, but I thought they liked him enough that there was a chance he could be back. So it was interesting to see him uh, be said to be like not coming back in that way. Okay, line of scrimmage here. Charlie, of course, finished top three in BBM a couple of years ago. Oh no, Najee last year above average this year. I agree. I mean, look, he's going to get some goal line touches. I don't, I don't think he was, he honestly was better this year. Like I have to give him credit for that. He was a lot better player overall. So um, visually, I think in terms of the aesthetics, like those things, uh, <laughs> did not do this for this reason, but, uh, positive Najee talk, our pal Felix gives five splash play membership. Shouts to Felix here. Appreciate that very much. And shouts to the new members, whoever you are. I don't, can't see your names when, uh, when that happens, but well, welcome to the family. All five of you. Come on in, grab, grab some meatballs and some Sunday gravy and let's dig in. Nom, 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 nom. This is how Italian people, you don't know my culture. This is how Italian people actually eat food. You do. <laughs> Spoon him up with both hands. Love the Nashi talk. Now I know whenever my income's a little bit low for the month, I can go, hey, Felix, have you heard these latest positive Nashi rumors and innuendos? Uh, interesting player. So we could take Brock Purdy. Um, don't think we need him right now. Eckler at pick 89 is too cheap. This is like averse him because of free agency, even though he might end up in a much better situation than free agency. I still think Eckler would make a lot of sense in Cincinnati. I think to a lesser extent, I know people love linking the Texans to Saquon Eckler to Houston would be fun. You give him a vet presence. A guy's going to work hard with a relatively young group around him. Um, maybe you get, I mean, if they lost Singletary, I think they trust Singletary enough, but like Eckler is an elevated version of what Singletary does. So Eckler pick 89. I, I don't think that's, I think that's not great. Definitely not a good look for Kittle. I didn't watch the whole video. I only saw the clip. So I might be unfair. I might be unfairly critiquing people that critiqued him, but who cares, man? Let him be mic'd up. I think Downs appropriately ranked. Think he's the same as JMO. Uh, I think he's appropriately ranked. 
I, I think he was good last year. I guess my concern would be he fell off in the back half of the season. And as we talked about a lot in the show, like I think slot guys are all kind of interchangeable, but he clearly was better than Alec Pierce last year. So I think if they're going to replace something in that offense, it's probably Alec Pierce. And you do have the outcome too, where you could see Michael Pittman move on in free agency. I don't think that's likely, but if he did move on, Josh Downs gets exponentially more valuable and is probably like an eight target a game guy. So I think Josh Downs is appropriately priced, maybe a little bit frothy, but everything's like everything's frothy this year, especially things that like, as we talked about people that just don't like people can get enough Kyron. He's really frothy though. I guess honestly less frothy than I thought he would be. People can get Puka. He's really frothy. People can get tank. He's really frothy. Um, I think a lot of the guys that did well last year have not had, have not had the boomer slash rational mindset level them back out on the other way yet. Uh, so they're all kind of elevated guys that have merits from last year. Could any find another target for AR? I mean, there have been rumors out there. I just don't uh, fucking Troy Franklin again. Troy Franklin reliably going at 97. I feel like Purple Zombies has been in draft rooms before and taken Troy Franklin at the same spot. I've got a real big whiff of deja vu. But as you guys know, again, if you watch the shows regularly, I always try to make sure that we're looping the new folks in. Appreciate all the new viewers who are watching. Um, I love Troy Franklin. I think he's a beast. And I think he's one of those guys where, you know, you want to talk about the inverse case of Rasheed Rice. If Rasheed Rice like comes back and is Rasheed Rice again, they have Troy Franklin taking the top off of defense. They got him, you know, the top half of the second round or something like that. Um, Troy Franklin would be a game changer for that offense in a way that would completely hurt Rasheed Rice and would make him impossible to pay off a 20 pick ADP. And I think that's where, you know, that's where Rasheed Rice to me is like really fluid. Uh, but, you know, people disagree. Some people disagree. I believe Downs AR is most targeted wide receiver. It was still Pittman, but Downs definitely had a few more, uh, had some more spike weeks. So he did have, I think, one of his highest target games. Well, I feel like Minshew's like first month, he had like a 15 target game, if I'm remembering correctly, but I smoke a lot of weed, so I might, <laughs> might not be remembering correctly. As a Chiefs fan, I would love Franklin KC. I mean, Franklin right now, most, most linked to uh, Buffalo uh, based on some of the early reports, but I think for KC, he would be, I mean, if you want to roll up an MVS role and a Justin Watson role, into Troy Franklin. Troy Franklin would be, he would next year be a top two round pick. I think he would be where Rasheed Rice would be. And it'd be justifiable if Troy Franklin were in that offense. Rasheed Rice is like a good receiver, man, but he's not, he's not an explosive over the top guy. And they also have been using him like Kadarius Tony and like McCole Hardman. And yeah, I don't expect necessarily, I think Tony's probably gone, but Hardman could come back. Um, I just think those touches are not great with Rasheed Rice. He's not that explosive, but I don't know. Uh, Josh Downs is here. We got two running backs. I do think that Javante Williams would be a fine pick at this point as well, but Josh Downs for that stack. Let's do it. One, two, six, oh, we're pretty much done at wide receiver for now, I would say. Uh, team so far, AR, Ramondre Stevenson, Austin Eckler, running back, Puka Dekua, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman, Zay Flowers, DeAndre Hopkins, Josh Downs. I really like that wide receiver room. And honestly, I like the running back room too. I think these guys were a little bit undervalued. I think Ramondre can outperform ADP. Don't think he moves wildly over the course of this offseason. Unless they bring in somebody, I guess, to usurp his role. Uh, but I don't think that's the most likely. Eckler, I think, goes up. Eckler, I think, right now is in a Joe Mixony area where people are assuming he's not going to go back to the Chargers. If he did go back to the Chargers, he's probably getting really good usage. Uh, Jane Daniels goes at 107 to, I think, our guy Steve in chat. Big punisher here. So uh, Jane Daniels will not be a part of the squad. Would love to get a Jane Daniels AR team, but that day is not today. Get any any NBA playoff best ball stuff. I honestly did not play any NBA best ball this year. Just not where my head's at, honestly. Like, I prefer NBA DFS. Uh, again, like Max on tournament yesterday, I, I just don't have... Like, NBA best ball, I enjoy, but I don't know, like, what the meta is fully for it. I don't know if I'm willing to do the research to get there. 
one, two, six, Oh, here, Singletary, another guy that I do like in this range, uh, either going to go back to Houston and be in a good situation again, or going to go somewhere else, get overpaid and be a guy that they have to force feed touch to to try to justify that contract. Uh, so those are your outs for Singletary. And I like them a lot. Uh, have an AJB more London Pickens, Franklin Williams feels like a splash play room. If I ever seen one. Yeah, there you go. I like the way that sounds. AJB, not my favorite receiver in that range, but I obviously, you know, um, it could be a little bit biased against how he did in the back half of the year. But again, like Kellen Moore coming in, I really need to, I need to like clean my brain for AJ Brown. Cause like this season just went so ah, like for him, like from the complaining, the being a little, like a diva about it. to then, I don't know. to then not getting touches to the back half and frankly, the team uh, also going to shit and a lot of rumors, him tying him to that as well. But it's a new situation and Kellen Moore being there should be great for everybody. I would think, but especially AJ Brown. Frank Gore Jr. to the Niners and CMC's workload aid catches him is how he breaks. <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, Frank Gore Jr. did not have a lot of juice in college. He's one of those guys I've not taken a share of. I think he is just a name. Uh, but Frank Gore Jr. for reference, 22 touches per game last year. 22, 22 opportunities is correct to say that. So touches plus targets. Uh, negative 0.02 EPA, uh, poor rush. Negative 0.14 EPA receiving. So not all for receiving, but definitely not great. Uh, red zone got 2.8 red zone touches a game, uh, but wasn't fantastic with it. Negative 0.19 EPA there. So Frank Gore Jr. is not Frank Gore Sr. Based on what I've seen. <laughs> Wide receiver being a diva. There's a first for everything. Yeah, look, you know, I think they are known for it. Uh, the, the enemy carry speaks softly and carries a knife. The, the famous tweet by Danny Carter out there. Um, yeah, look, I, I get it. Wide receivers changing the, uh, changing the team avatars, removing teams from the bio in the off season. That is a move as well. Every year they, they do their thing, man, but they're also now the highest paid position in football besides QB. So you could argue that being a diva is paid off for them. And also again, you know, the advancement of analytics and knowing that running backs fundamentally don't matter as much. <laughs> that probably has been a big part of it. Uh, guys, we are, I guess we're past halfway point of this draft. So if you're watching live or after the fact, uh, please do subscribe down below, hit the like button, leave a comment Again, splash land that marching out of 4k subs to 5k subs, 10k subs. Can't do it without you. So hit that join button down below as well. 499 a month, but really subscribing, hitting the like button, being a part of the community here. That's uh, the main thing we're looking for. And of course, go check out probably as well. If you want to guest host a splash play, all you have to do is go to the find probably on the app store, uh, search it, search probably out, or just uh, check the link in the description and you can answer there. Just give us five stars interview. That's it. Just let me know. It's you. I see mathology and bindles reviews on there. So they are now officially answered to win. And based on how it's going so far, they're going to get an entry <laughs> at some point. So, uh, or uh, guest hosting spot rather will turn from that. Uh, but check it out here uh, if you do enjoy this show. And if you just want to get your football takes out, and I'll listen. I'm not going to like steamroll you. I'll sit back and uh, you can have the run of the castle here. And you get the EV of drafting a team with me, though. I guess I have to really have to let you fucking just take advantage of me. I have to just lay back and go, oh, thank you for the five stars and review. Guess, guest host all over me, guys. What <laughs> is what I'll be doing all summer long. One a month we'll be doing. Maybe more if I got more reviews, honestly, but. One a month is the plan. All right, we got Cole Komet, Kirk Cousins going here. Again, we got to get our second QB at some point because this has been a situation where multiple times we have been blocked out at QB because people are really enthusiastic to take three, four, five QBs in these rooms. Uh, but you'll get thrown out if somebody takes nine QBs. We have learned on our first draft here of the year. Heard Florida might be kicking out underdog and prize picks. They're trying to. Uh, prize picks and underdog in particular are those two are working together to fight it, but we will see what happens because seems like a bad scene. Um, so running backs here, 
70 F Cooper cup in this range. I just want to know if I'm going to lose Stafford if I don't take him here. Uh, I want to take one more running back. I really do, but I'm just going to lock up Stafford for, again, if we're making a bet on Puka, Stafford has to stay healthy and upright. Really do think, though, you can get away with not making a bet on Stafford in a Ram stack where you have AR because AR is very likely going to outscore Stafford 99% of the time, but it is what it is. Uh, how sure are we that Buffalo's drafting a wide receiver early if they don't? Shakir is going too late. Um, Shakir is, I don't know if he's going too late at this point. Shakir is now in the 80s. Uh, at least in some draft rooms I've been in. Where'd Shakir go today? Uh, Shakir went 120. Yeah, Shakir went 85 in a room yesterday. So I think he's got a pretty big breath of where he's getting picked right now. Um, but yeah, I would say that Khalil Shakir, probably undervalued going at 120. I think not undervalued going at 85. Uh, Kendra Miller goes to, to incel here in gel. <laughs> I would not make my name look like incel personally. Um, oh boy. This is, this is the spot here that I fucking do not want at all. Uh, Blake Corum. We know how I feel about that. Trey Benson, not a big fan there. Lad McConkey. I don't think our guy Adams in chat, not the biggest fan. Khalil Herbert, I think is the best pick out of all these guys. And that's what I'm going to assume here. Khalil Herbert is my pick. Blake Corum, go to go to Charlie here. Go to line of scrimmage. No, he's not taking Blake Corum either. Shakir is a less shined Rasheed Rice. Same problem in their profile. I actually think that Khalil Shakir's got a little more juice as a yards after catch guy, um, but he's smaller, so that there's a trade off there. Uh, but I, I like Khalil Shakir. I think he's just a wide receiver three. I think he's a good wide receiver three. Like if you were Miami's like wide receiver three, and then they finally decided to stop feeding Tyreek like so aggressively. Um, I think he would look pretty good. But I think in the situation where he's a wide receiver too, you are really undermanned. Or Diggs has to like turn back the clock and improve even more than what he was in the past. And then maybe you can make that work. But I think that he's just a different player than Gabe Davis too. And I think the kind of player he is, it didn't seem like it helped out that offense. He's just have like two guys underneath kind of jamming things up uh, with him and Dalton Kincaid. And you know, it's Dawson Knox to a lesser extent. Uh, so I would say you probably want somebody to stretch the top off. And I don't think that's Shakir. <laughs> All right, Michael Mayer goes, pick 140 for him now. I think he and Musgrave still a little bit undervalued, honestly. Another year for both of them. But them going after Schultz, going after Komet, going after Goddard. Tight end is pretty low to this year, honestly. I feel like, I don't know if this is the case really or if it just feels that way because of, you know, we're basically going right from a year of football and these guys having their results to another year drafting. I feel like a lot of positions you can really get away with pushing down. Like, not wide receiver. That one you can't really every other position, like QB tight end. Like if you told me you had a, a Kirk cousins, Jaden Daniels team with Dalton Schultz, Michael Mayer, and you know, like I would think that's solid. If you had a Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert team with Dallas Goddard and Luke Musgrave, I'd go, that's pretty solid. I think you could really punt QB late, which really then makes it. So these guys up here are just like safety plays. Like I, I think that they all have upside, obviously, but if you have this many QBs who are playable and have tangible upside, and then you have this, like Josh Allen just shouldn't be going that early, really. Like top of mind, that should be number one. It's like not taking Josh Allen at 21. Getting fucking, like Jaden Daniels, I think is going to put up a Josh Allen caliber year, at least in terms of per game metrics. I think he's going to do that at pick one, you know, 105 to 120. But that's a rookie. So even like, you know, even if you don't want to take like risk like me, a rookie, 
Um, there's so many vets you could take too. And I, I know I've talked about Daniel Jones enough. Very likely he'll be good to go by week one. And frankly, they have to play him uh, because he's getting paid so much. Okay. I think as long as you get four in the first six, you can get away with pushing wide receiver. So many under wide, uh, price wide receivers going later drafts. Four and six minimum. Yeah. I, I would still say five, but four would make you a little more uncomfortable and things that make you uncomfortable with your draft, uh, with your team and how you use your draft capital generally going to be a little more plus EV. So that works. LED here got an estimate share. Good for him. Love to hear that. Love to hear the estimate hive expanding by the day. What a QB pocket here too. Like Rogers, yeah. Who wants to make a bet in a forty-two-year-old? I don't know. But Drake May is going to go somewhere, be a starter from day one, most likely. Uh, Deshaun Watson uh, reports are that they're not going to bring back Joe Flacco for sure to Cleveland. I guess don't want to open up uh, the potential for a QB controversy there. So you have that. Estime, of course, has to get taken before my pick because the world could not allow me to have Audric Estime. Um, two four six zero. Oh, we do need tight end still. I'm going to go Bucky Irving, though. I think he is a nice RB5 for this team where we did start running back late. So Bucky Irving adds to the squad, and we'll get one more pick on the wrap. Team so far, AR and Matthew Stafford, Ramondre, Austin Eckler, Devin Singletary, Khalil Herbert, Bucky Irving. Uh, Khalil Herbert, I don't think I mentioned it earlier, but expect to be back in Chicago uh, one last deal or one last year on his deal. Puka Nakua, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman, Zay Flowers, DeAndre Hopkins, Josh Downs. These are not like all guys I normally take, but I really like the depth I have everywhere um, my tight end we're gonna have to figure out late obviously so that's i guess the one thing that maybe you could critique me for here but i like the balance i have um yeah i don't know i like to see him so far if you have two elite qbs field slash hurts allen dak can you stick with a two qb or do it no you shouldn't take a third you actively shouldn't take a third you could like if you really wanted to but no you, if you take two elite qbs i mean you could even make the case that's not a good strategy overall and i probably would make that case but um but yeah, you definitely don't want three QBs. Problem with the a eight hole feels like AR slash Stafford is chalky. M maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't paid enough attention to say that one way or another. I think getting Pittman late gives me a shot, but I, I also don't really care that much. I'm sure I have some unique texture getting Eckler this late too, I think would inherently make this lineup a little bit more unique. Um, but yeah, it's possible that dupe happens. I feel like I've seen AR though lately. At least in the draft rooms I've been in on stream, I think reliably AR has been going. He's been going like mid forties to to the spot. So getting him where I did, I have not been getting an AR in that range lately. Uh, nobody wants Quentin Johnston, which I mean, I, I can take him. I can add him to the squad. Getting really bad at tight end, but see a couple path pathways we have there. This is too good of a deal on Quentin Johnston. Uh, and again, nobody likes him, but he did torch the, his new head coach coming in for what? 200 yards in college, almost 200 yards. Um, he shouldn't be going to pick 160. It's a new front office, new head coaching staff. Those are two bad things for a guy with previous draft capital. Uh, you know, the, the logic would be the regime that leaves then it doesn't like they really want their guys to be going off. So like guys who come in for this new charters, our front office and coaching staff are going to get a better shot this year, but it's still a first round pick that you had from last year. And Quentin Johnson, again, played well against Michigan in college um, and a game that probably got him really solidified his draft capital. Um, so I think for Quentin Johnson, he should again, fucking Roman Wilson, but he shouldn't be going behind or you know, right next to Roman Wilson. 
Uh, too early to call anything chalky IMO. Yes, we've talked about this before, but last year I felt that way uh, with the Dolphins stuff as well. Um, and again, Dolphin stacks then disappeared over the course of the entire draft offseason. So um, I would say for me that, yeah, like I, I'm not worried about chalky drafts. That's something that you just do yourself every time where if you were like, you know, doing like this guy here and taking Blake Horam, Estimane, Keaton Mitchell in every draft, you have to catch yourself doing that. And then that's uh, a thing you shouldn't do. Worry, I would worry about personal chalk uh, more than that. See, this is one of the issues that I have in general with where we are in the process. And there's no respect to best balling here. Your opinion is perfectly valid. So I'm not saying this shit on you, but like, but why? Like, has Roman Wilson had a fun senior bowl and he might run a 4-3 range? And like, and then, yeah, now the thing is coming out, J.J. McCarthy's agent and I guess Roman Wilson's agent are working together to leak that like both guys would have been like, he would have been Joe Burrow, they say about J.J. McCarthy. Uh, was a quote that came out. If he hadn't played an offense that didn't allow him to pass. And I really think that's kind of where we are with this stuff right now, where it's like Quentin Johnson came in as a big body dude who had a tough time adjusting to the NFL and also was kind of buried in the depth chart with guys that needed to know, you know, an offense that was fairly intricate and carried over a lot of things Kellen Moore did from you know, the previous offense. So I think he got a really bad run out last year. And now we're excited about a guy who's like pretty small because he's fast and had a good senior bowl when Quentin Johnson is like the same age, I think maybe a little bit younger and he's also got draft capital. It's probably higher than Roman Wilson's was. I don't know. There we go. Roman Wilson better than Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Roman, Wilson, Roman Wilson is so, soaring up the historical draft boards as well as the real life ones. He's now better. Is he better than Megatron? Is he? Is he who else? He's a better returner than Dante Hall as well. He's got everything going for him that Roman Wilson. But yeah, like, it's just, I don't know. I would take a flyer on a guy bouncing back in year two with another, like, it's hard, man. Going to the NFL isn't easy. Like, I know there's a lot of rookies down that make it look easy, but, you know, when you have your pathway kind of blocked and you can't get on the field and then also, you know, coach on the way out, you know, I think there's a lot of issues for the Chargers. You, you know, that runout was, what part of the runout was lucky? He had, I mean, Mike Williams getting hurt, I guess was quote unquote lucky, but then Josh Palmer was there and he knew both roles better and had played both roles in the past. I don't think that runout was lucky. The runout was theoretically lucky in that he got a good QB, but it wasn't lucky. Like a lucky runout as being the unquestioned wide receiver one coming to your team. Like, like Christian Watson last year was, a uh, you know, the year before the season was a lucky runout. All right, 2570. Could definitely still use one more running back. Obviously need to address the tight end situation at some point. Um, but, you know, I think there are other ways to do that for myself. Oof, this is not a fun range. I am going to take Gus here, free agent again. But as I've mentioned multiple times and pretty much mentioned every time, I have to justify picking a Gus Edwards or the rare share of AJ Dillon. Could go somewhere and be a power back and punch in some touchdowns. I think that's pretty much it. Have you considered how Steve Smith poo-pooed him? That's a kiss of death. Yeah. Yeah, that really matters. <laughs> see, see, Smith, look, I'm sure his opinion is as valid as anybody's and more so because of playing the position, but um, that doesn't mean he can prognosticate things. It's very hard to do that. It's hard. I, I, you know, nobody can do that. Enough where they should change your opinions, at least. Oh, better than Taylor Swift, Roman. Wow, that's a tough one, man. I read a nice anecdote, actually, about Taylor Swift. Uh, the former WWE wrestler Mick Foley had posted some story about 
uh, how like Taylor Swift had grown up, I guess was a babysitter for uh, the wrestler, Jeff Jarrett. If you guys remember him, the guy with the guitars who would hit people's heads. If you watched old school WWE back in the nineties, um, sad to call that old school now, but it is fucking 30 years ago. Uh, but, um, but yeah, basically like Taylor Swift, uh, I guess Jeff Jarrett's wife died of cancer in the two thousands. And even though Taylor Swift was becoming a big deal and like it had, her album was already out and all that, she still like came over and like sang for the kids and like made them cookies and took them out shopping and stuff. And like, did stuff that really is above and beyond for, you know, just for somebody who was, who paid her to babysit as a kid. So I, I hate, like, like I've been as forced to suffer listening to Taylor Swift as anybody in the world. Um, but I really think that, uh, she does seem like a nice person. So, uh, so I'd push back on that Roman Wilson <laughs> being better than her comp two, six, seven. Oh, here, man, I kind of think that Traylon Burks is not a bad pick, but we need running backs more than that. Um, Clock ticking, clock ticking. I'm going to try something here. I'm going to go Chig. I don't know why I'm taking Chig again. I, I Obviously, buying in a little bit here on the uh, encouraging results coming. Fucking Davis Allen. This is, I swear to God, what is this Philip guy doing? I mean, he needed another tight end, but God damn, he's just taking my guys again. We're having an SDSU Phillip, this San Diego State hoodlum Phillip here is taking all my dudes. Took Estime, taking Davis Allen now. I was like, I didn't think I'd have to reach for Davis Allen. That was what I was trying to figure out. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, well. That's right. She also did donate 100K to the family of the shooting um, in the, uh, yeah, the Kansas City thing, so... Very much a downer there. I'll spare you guys. I know we have some some gun aficionados in chat, but you you know probably how I feel about that stuff. I very much don't like living in a region where like I worry about somebody like Luca going to some kid's house who has guns out, and I yeah, that shit very much makes me sad. But what are you gonna do? But a very again, very nice thing by her, by Taylor Swift. So so take your Roman Wilson cops and put them somewhere else. I think the Chargers gonna become a lot less fantasy friendly for wide receivers. That is true. Best balling. That is true. Look, the, the run out right now would be great for Mike Williams or the most ideal would be Greg Roman, slightly less of a donkey. And then also they lose Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in that process. And then maybe Mike, then maybe Quentin Johnson can get there that they still have Josh Palmer under contract as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not a great run out for Quentin Johnson, but it's all relative price tags. Like I just think he's underpriced at 161. If he fell further, I think he'd be underpriced. Um, like I don't think he's a worse pick than Devontae Walker than Taz Walker. Um, we've talked about him enough here, but just kind of an air yards guy who got fed a lot because Drake may force the ball downfield pretty aggressively. Um, and he wasn't good with it, which is you know a bad sign. Oh, Justin, you're acting. Sorry to hear that, Justin. It sounds like it. I did see the one story too of like uh, one of the defensive players who had the, I guess the WWE championship belt that they had there, like gave it to one of the kids to console him. It's like, you know, uh, I, I don't know. It's very sad that that's a thing that people have to worry about at every public gathering. I'm going to WrestleMania this year, and it's like, I don't, yeah, you, know, you don't think anything's going to happen, but yeah, it's scary. It's scary that that could be the case. Yeah, right. Superfly, Superfly Roddy White. <laughs> but Superfly Jimmy Snuka, yeah, definitely. Uh, also, another guy who did awful things. Uh, never, never meet your heroes or allow them to murder a woman. <laughs> I guess would be the two takeaways. Burks and Zay Jones going too low. Both should be owned before Mims. Um, I don't think I don't want to know where you're making it mim specific, but I think that Burks is too low. Yeah. Uh, just a better likelihood that Tennessee has the ability to feed multiple people. Um, also the guy took Will Levis. I was thinking about taking him as well as a fallback here. 
I don't know why you take an unstacked Will Levis. I don't know why anybody does anything in these rooms, but there you go. Unstacked Will Levis goes to Nyangrank in the three hole. Yeah, not a build I needed three QBs, but it's a 20-round draft. We know AR. I'm hoping AR learned to take hits in the offseason, but he said like he didn't want to change his playing style, and that's one thing I worry about a little bit with him. Uh, you can't, like, I know he's an enormous guy, but he can't. You don't want him taking those big hits. Um, all right. I think Hunter Henry here to solve our tight end conundrum works. Actually, you know what? I think I could get better tight ends. Kenneth Gainwell, this range is too cheap. I'm sorry. Kenneth Gainwell could be the, the starting running back of Philadelphia. I'm not going to pass him up at 200. But obviously I do need two more tight ends. <laughs> we'll get him. We'll get him somehow. It's just not going to be Hunter Henry at that spot. But Gainwell pick 200. Uh, Miles Sanders pick 199. I think both those guys have some incredible reasons. People uh, worried about Antonio Gibson's free agent stuff, but I think he should be lower than these two guys if that's the case. Miles Sanders potentially can benefit from an ambiguous backfield in Carolina. New coaching staff coming in always creates an ambiguous backfield. Um, he wasn't good last year, though, so I get if you don't like him. Gainwell, though, was as good as DeAndre Swift was. He just kind of got hurt at the wrong time. Swift took over the backfield, and then Gainwell came, when, like, at the end of the year, kind of got closer to being a timeshare. Uh, but Swift is a free agent, so we'll see if he comes back. But if it's any kind of price tag, I can't imagine they're going to want to pay it. Um, so Gainwell could be the starter. <laughs> Logic defies most in these drafts, Jeff says. That is that is true. It's That's why you just got to enjoy the ride, guys. Got to strap yourself in. Enjoy the ride. We got three more picks, though, so we'll try to make this a nice draft. Give a team recap here. But yeah, I really need to make sure to point out Gainwell more because like this, like, he shouldn't be going like, didn't Dobbins go? Dobbins went 166. Like I like Dobbins too. He is coming off of like a very serious Achilles thing. And um, we ended up getting Hunter Henry. So this is good. Punted Hunter Henry got him anyway. Um, I guess if you want to talk into logic here, maybe Hunter Henry, a free agent, maybe he goes to Indianapolis. Maybe he goes to the Rams to fill in for uh, injured Higby is probably going to get cut. Um, that's the, the logic here, but I just need a tight end. <laughs> that's really the main logic. <laughs> like to take Denard Robinson as my last receiver. Yeah, Terrence, I think you you can get away with that one. You've had worse takes, Terrence. <laughs> Glad to see you in the stream, Terrence. I appreciate you, buddy. Of course, if you're watching live, guys, uh, make sure to smash that like button here. Subscribe as well. Get Splash Play marching on to 4K subs to 5K subs to 10K subs. Can't do it without you. So hit that subscribe button and help us join, you know, help us in general. Hit the like button too. I think the most narcissistic thing that I could do to appeal to you guys for the like button. If you hit that like button, it shows me to more people like you. And I think you're, I think you're a valid person. So hit that like button and then get more use in the mix, right? That's that's the hope here. Because you're special. You out there. I feel like I'm doing a kid's video now. You out there, you're special. You <laughs> and then sing some songs. I'd love to make a kid's YouTube. I don't think I could curse as much. I think I'd be pretty good at it. I've watched enough. Dancing avocado. I'd wear an avocado suit, dance around, talk in, a, in an up talky voice like Miss Rachel. I'd be crushing it. Teach the kids how to gamble. <laughs> now, what we don't do, we don't draft running backs early. No, no, no. That position is overvalued historically. You're Gen Alpha. You know better. You draft wide receivers and you just keep drafting them. Kids would expect you to curse <laughs> so much. Well, there you go. The kids are growing up faster than ever these days. But our guy Ross, Robert Griffin the Turd here, does allow his children to listen to Splash Play in the car. So uh, they're they're big fans. We're getting the kids one by one in. 
It'd be really valuable to sports betting if I just keep getting the kids in <laughs> like that. Um, when they're of legal age, of course. Just want to get them on the hook now. It's like being Leonardo DiCaprio. It's like you're just setting up. <laughs> you're setting up for the future. How's that guy not gotten canceled? Instead of we all just go like, hey, I'm just doing my I'm doing my five minute stand up bit now. <laughs> so it's a long wait for picks here to pick my 19th and 20th round guys. Uh, but this is Leonardo DiCaprio. Have you guys heard about him? <laughs> Have you seen him in the news lately? It's Leonardo DiCaprio. Loves dating women under 25. What's going on there? If I had to guess, based off of my uh, my resume being a psychology club president in high school, um, and also you know my my mother in law and father in law both therapists and or psychologists, I think they I think they could prescribe drugs. Whatever the one you can prescribe drugs. Um, but yeah, so my thesis would be his lost youth. That's what I think he's suffering from. Is that um, he's like you know he he was an actor. He was out there doing stuff. He also maybe got himself some tough times, like friends with like the River Phoenixes of the world, and now he finds himself trying to replace his youth by these these women under twenty five. That'd be my guess. It's my professional theory as a football drafter slash <laughs> slash therapist. I told my seven year old to stay away from Leo. I didn't know that Ross had, had a little girl, unless it's a little boy too. But I, I agree, stay away from Leo. Let's talk about an Epstein guy. There's a there's an Epstein guy for you. Um, I think this so like the side end pocket worked out well. We're not getting the best tight ends. Really, it makes the guy reaching up for Davis Allen extra annoying. Like Noah Fant, a free agent tight end as well, could go somewhere good. Could be in that second contract uh, that really makes him pop up. Um, he's available here. Gerald Everett, if we do want to play it, that the Chargers are going to get Eckler and Johnston and Everett back, we could do that. But I think Noah Fant's got some outcomes that are going to work for him. So I'm going to go with Noah Fant here for my 19th round pick. Add him to my three tight end build with Chig, Hunter Henry, Noah Fant. And you can make the case that this is a four tight end build, <laughs> I think, given how late we started the run. And the fact that I think we're pretty good at the other positions. Like, I don't know what I can add. Or maybe I could add one more receiver to balance out the fact that Quentin Johnston might be ass. But if he's not making the roster, like, so what? We got Puka, we got Ayuk, we got Pittman, we got Zay. I think I might take a fourth side end. This might be a Ben Sinnott draft. Boy, if Ben Sinnott went to Indianapolis, oof. Oh, how I'd get the vapors. <laughs> oh, how my heart would have flutter. Jersey's on. You know, it's a great draft. I agree. I agree. Valentine's Day and today, two great drafts for me. This is what I need to make up for the lack of gambling. I was really shocked to see like, because I was going to do a probably video this morning because I assumed that we had like a bunch of hockey games, MMA. The MMA fights are like priced. All the bets for the UFC card this weekend, the Volt card, it priced to fucking so efficiently. So that's not good. And then for like for hockey, there's only one game. So there's not only like a couple good bets there. Uh, so, you know, Obviously, probably we'll have data whenever there's data, like college basketball, we still have bets for. But, like, really uh, a narrow time to be betting stuff. Bo Melton going to the 20th round, a touch of green. Alec Pierce makes sense here, right? I think he I think he does more than a fourth tight end. Alec Pierce, final pick. Uh, this draft aligned well for me, I think, for the most part, besides getting some of my guys. Anthony Richardson and Matthew Stafford at QB. Ramondre, Austin Eckler, Devin Singletary, Khalil Herbert, Bucky Irving, Gus Edwards, and Kenneth Gainwell at running back. Probably one running back too many. I think we have, but honestly, with where we started drafting, I think that's right. Uh, Puka Nakua, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman, Zay Flowers, DeAndre Hopkins, Josh Downs, Quentin Johnson, and Alec Pierce at wide receiver. At tight end, Chig, Hunter Henry, and Noah Fant. I think the one thing I could have done is maybe taking Jane Daniels over Matthew Stafford, but because like I think Stafford makes less sense here, given that I didn't get 
Davis Allen or somebody there to be one more pass catcher. Um, but I like this one. I like this one. Uh, here we go. Before we go here and read all the names, rough buff fire, Florida residents. We must unite March 1st, normal underdog BS. Uh, one thing I would say to do, I know this helped me get results for uh, getting some unemployment stuff figured out in Pennsylvania that I took too long to do after football outsiders fall apart. Um, call your local rep, like legitimately call your local rep. And what you'll do is you'll leave a voicemail and just tell them like, Hey, I don't want to do that. But if you really galvanize people to do that, go on your discords or whatever you're on and tell people in Florida to call their, their local state reps, look up whatever County you're in and look them up and just call and leave a note. And that's actually going to be the way you get the best results for anything locally, which took me 39 years of living <laughs> to find out that's a thing, but apparently is really a thing. All right, guys. So uh, you guys know the deal by now. Uh, you promo code SPLASH on Underdog to double your deposit up to 100 bucks. Uh, promo code SPLASH on Stochastic as well, 15% off. I'll be playing the NASCAR tournament this weekend because that's what they allow you to do. The Sims really make it easy to do that. If you want to add some extra spice on that, ROI boost some high-owned guys up, maybe ROI boost uh, some low, lesser-owned guys up, rather uh, high-owned guys down. But really easy to do, make some winning lineups on there, I would say. They've done a good job improving that product and making it easy to do that. So uh, check it out for yourself. 50% off on Stochastic with promo code SPLASH. Uh, probably as well, again, save 50% off with the promo code SPLASH on there or get a seven-day free trial in the App Store or just go and leave five stars and a review and you'll be entered to win a guest spot here on Splash Play, giving away one a month. And if we got a ton of reviews, I'd give away one a week, but you got to get a ton of reviews in there first. So five stars and a review for probably on the App Store. Of course, all the names here and probably some more coming in now because of Felix's generous donation earlier. Uh, but Robert Griffin III, Historical Anomalies, Matthew Emerson, Tyler, CLN, Mythology. I didn't do a voice for this one. Was I supposed to do a voice? Is there any voice I could do right now that wouldn't be racist and get me canceled? Uh, probably not. I'll do it like Fantasy Flock. Robert Griffith III, Historical Anomalies, Matthew Emerson, Tyler, CLN, Mathology, Rupesh, Willis is Awesome, Ivan Black, Rodney Throbin, It's Just Port, Tony Mark, aka Mark, aka Io, Rob Van Natten, Brandon Wagner, Consigliere, Aaron D, Nez, Jake Twitchell, Fucking Alpha, Mr. Mr., Sammy Telesco, I Am the KY, Kevin Castro, Eric Jones, Dylan Lautenheiser, Lateralis, Primetime KG, Eric Swift, Lunchable Connoisseur, Short Gamer, Carlos Manzo, Mr. Shadow Dog, Chunk the Dude, Felix, Al Paul, Jeremy Parker, Matt Murphy, Stephen Anthony, Spoon, Kyle Davis, and Gabe Davis, the Davis Boys, Effect <laughs> MD, Comment God, Christopher LeClerc, Bindles, Frank Evans, Nolan, Jonathan V, Thomas Schult, and Laces Out. You are the Squirt Squad, and we thank you for it. And if you want to get your name on these credits right over my face and get me to read, read them weirdly weekly, uh, hit that join button now below, $4.99 a month. Uh, more premium perks coming, including some stuff that I have to figure out, actually figure out with you guys somehow. Uh, but we'll get there. Uh, premium things coming. Of course, you want team reviews as well on demand. 10 team reviews a month for me, so feel free to submit those. Whenever you want, follow me at Chris Spags. Follow the show. I'm just going to wave my arms around because I don't know what to do. Follow this show at Splash Play Pod. And I'll be back Monday with more. The drafts don't stop here. Drafts Monday to Friday at 11 a.m. So if you enjoyed this one, you will enjoy more of them. I'll see you guys then. Enjoy your days. And of course, good luck. Bye. Bye.